The following podcast is a production of the LAG. Creepy Pete and Chili Cheese J present. All right, so uh, this is just to um, prove to you that I'm not lying about this game that I found. Out. Okay, so there's a bit of weirdness. I should not have felt doubt. What the? Pet Scout, a lame ass gamers network investigation. That's a dead kid. This is just luck that I happen to find this. It's now Petscot 12, and we're back in the quitter's room. We're in a demo sequence again. The Paul Sprite speeding somewhat frantically in the mirrored side of the quitter's room. No reflective sprite on the other side, though. The player just meandering around the room. The hands on the wall clock steady at 7. AM or PM? We don't know. Then the player within this demo pauses, seemingly reading the note on the wall. The same one Paul most recently read in Petscop 7 after the second movement of Stravinsky's Septet played while in this now relevant room again. To come here, and do you remember being born in the mirrored text? There is no view of the note this time though, and just our view of whoever is playing viewing that note. We get a jump cut to this player entering that mirrored side of the quitter's room, still with that demo flashing before us. But this time, we again now have a mirrored sprite across from us as before. But it's not just another Paul sprite. This one has the same torso and feet as all the other ones we've seen. Even Marvin shares these. This time, it's a dark red pyramid shape as a head. There's darkened areas, seemingly for eyes on this eerie shape, that's now moving congruently with the normal sprite on the other side of the quitter's room as we've seen in Paul's playthrough of the game. Speaking of which, we don't seem to hear from Paul as we normally would. The player again views the note on the wall. We are not given a view of its contents once more. The character steps back towards the mirrored side of the room, face to face with the beyond strange pyramid head sprite one last time, then exits the quitter's room. The player meanders around seemingly back and forth without knowing where they are going, and as they begin collecting pieces, it comes to attention that these are the first that they have collected. This is strange, this deep into the Newmaker plane, they should have a lot more, not starting with none. Suddenly there's a bizarre tone, not like the ones we've heard before that opens up parts of the game. This one is just off. Then a text box greets us. Hi, Bell. The bell text shaded in purple, not unlike the note in the quitter's room, asking, Do you remember being born? Suddenly we get a jingle like that of winning a battle in Final Fantasy. You're free! Who is Bell, though? Is she the demo? Is she someone who actually played this before Paul? What comes next doesn't answer any of these questions. I left these messages for you to look at, in case you were ever rescued. So while you walk around, looking for something to do, 
I'll come up periodically. When the messages run out, I'll be out of your hair forever and ever. After all that, the Bellsprite is seen at the Michael Hammond grave just wandering around the new maker plane before we get another jumbled bit of audio and out of nowhere text stating, You've apparently been running Petscop non-stop for 553,758,221 seconds or 153,822 hours. This translates to 17 years. Bellsprite stands still, seemingly in disbelief at this obviously confusing information. The seemingly all-knowing entity within what we thought was just a video game then states, That looks dubious to me. What do you think? Bell stands still for a moment, seemingly taking in this information, then just starts playing again as she heads towards the child library. She's then interrupted by that same noise and another text box. Clearly someone, something is trying to get her attention. Are you still sitting on a chair? Can you still look around the room? Is there still a room? This is the child library. You're not family, so I didn't add your traits to the face system. That means I didn't add your eyes, or your eyebrows, or your nose. We get a few jump cuts after Belle receives these messages. Her seemingly just trying to get out, wandering back up to the expanses of the new maker plane. Belle comes across Marvin, just standing there as the noise happens again, this time with the text. Don't get lost. Belle chases Marvin as Paul had when Paul was led to the school. But this time Marvin's sprite just freezes at the moment he'd have entered the school that we do not see currently in the new maker plane. Belle attempts to interact with Marvin, but it's a lost cause, and she continues to just meander. We get a jump cut and that goddamn noise again. It's only ever seemingly for Belle. The text prompt now reads, Happy birthday, Belle. Then there's a split second of a text box that all we get to see is, I'm, before it cuts back to Belle just roaming around the new maker plane. We then get that mysterious noise again, along with specific messages, seemingly only for this character or player that we now know as Belle. I'm calling you Belle because that's who you are. You might be confused as to what happened. I was over eager before and started calling you Tiara prematurely. I created a space in the menu for you, still unused now. Then I put you inside the machine and played the second movement of Stravinsky's septet on the needles. I played it wrong, but that would have been okay. If you hadn't given up halfway, you would be Tiara. This is not what happened, and now I'm gone. Petscop 12 ends with the player, seemingly in this case known as Belle rather than Paul, pausing the game. Said pause screen with no quit option as we've seen during Paul's playthrough, and again being flagged as a demo recording. Pescop 13 starts just as 12 did with the screen displaying to us that this is a demo recording. Paul is back at the house and a bucket sits prominently in the spotlight of the kitchen. Paul moves this bucket around by walking into it and eventually pushes the bucket outside of the house. As he is outside of the house, he exclaims proudly, 
So we have finally made some progress. Looks like we finally made some progress. As he circles the bucket outside in the dimly lit void of the Newmaker plane, confusion quickly takes over once more of what he is supposed to do with this object. To figure out what to do with it. He moves it around aimlessly, trying to think of how to progress, before remembering the blue tool on the road and deciding to push the bucket even further. You know, it probably has to do with this thing on the... The road is something we have seen before. As we know of, it is the only road in the Newmaker plane. Paul brings the bucket and decides to walk down the road a bit until greeted by the blue tool that moves away as he approaches. Try to get that. Paul begins pushing the bucket towards this tool, and as we've seen before, it continues to move away as Paul approaches. Paul begins questioning this action and starts to walk away to test the tool's movements. Yeah, these two are definitely... The tool is trying to move closer as he is walking away from it, never trying to gain it. or lose any distance like before. Oh, that means. The bucket serves as a barrier and blocks the tool from going in the direction towards Paul. Paul notices this pattern and begins to do some tests, walking to and from the tool, discovering it only moves when he does. Right, so it comes up. Paul is confused with this puzzle and continues to just push the bucket and follow the tool even further down the road. As we see a little bit later on, an arch and familiar block with an even care symbol lays just ahead of him. He discovers when the tool goes past the arch, it takes a different route than expected and ignores gravity by going straight up. Paul plays with this mechanic a bit, lowering and raising the tool with his movements. He then takes the bucket and positions it underneath the tool and starts walking away from it until it falls in. The blue tool turns black as soon as it falls in and a sound effect can be heard. Wow, okay. Paul brings the newly filled bucket back to the house. Upon bringing it towards the strange device next to the refrigerator, the black tool floats out of the bucket and the screen fades to black. Paul gains some pieces for this action, and we can see the jumbled mess of green and red wires are now gone, and what looks to be a speaker is sitting on the table. Paul then starts a new file, and we see him in Randis's room. It's a new file. Uh, It might have occurred to you as it occurred to me that... Uh, these rooms are, uh, th- this room and the, uh, house are counterparts, because they both have this bucket, and they are shaped similarly, so I thought I would try out, uh, what we did before. Uh, this, this bucket is annoying to move around. Uh, just gonna, yeah. And, uh, it worked. Paul repeats his actions with I'm the bucket here in the same way he did with the blue tool. This time, instead of a tool, the same actions are mimicked by Ronith, a pet we've seen Paul unable to catch from the start. This is working out pretty well. Ronith drops into the bucket, just as Tool did. Our favorite jingle then begins to play as Caught appears on our screen, in all its inviting and colorful nature. Just... Paul then opens up the menu to read Ronith's description, which states... Ronith is Tonith's baby half-brother. Because he is younger, he gets to learn from all of Tonith's mistakes. That's why he always looks both ways. He doesn't get in trouble. You won't have to watch him all the time. He's good. Well, we finally got that. After reading, Paul now goes back to Amber's room. 
Since this is a new file, she is back in her cages, hopping between them as they are opened and closed. Paul tricks her into jumping into the cage that he locked himself into and catches her again. This is the start of a very strange occurrence as we are now immediately greeted with some text stating, Congratulations, you caught every pet in even care, aside from Toneth, who isn't here yet. You have seen everything in the game so far, but there will obviously be more. It's a growing organism. Your controller inputs will be useful, but your feedback will be even more useful. We then hear a series of knocks that when translated from Morse code, ominously mean, dies. The text continues, ending with, Please leave the PlayStation on when you leave. You can stand up now. Pescop 13 comes to a very strange ending, as the PlayStation was indeed left on. Because we can hear Paul shuffling his notes together as he gets up. This is then followed with the sound of a door opening and closing before the episode abruptly ends with a quick cut. Hey everybody, it's your boy Chili Cheese J, and this is the discussion portion of the Petscop LAG investigation. Uh, we're doing this pre-actually recording the narration. Um, just a little backstory, we've been trying to get shit together for a while. We live in Illinois. Winters in Illinois, and weather in Illinois in general, sucks ass. Blows. Every time we have planned to do this, it's been... It, it's sleet, it's been snow, it's been this or that or the other, and it just, it's, we need spring to be here so we can, like, consistently make some content. Especially since now we're getting into more, we're branching into things that that require this sort of discussion yeah, happen. We, we are very <laughs> stuff we cover. deep in the rabbit hole right now. Yeah. On, like, multiple things, it seems like. Yeah, we have, like four or five different like timelines going on right now got, <laughs> there's quite a bit right off the top i want to shout out to modbod who has gotten us another uh, so, uh remix that we're going to use on the back side of this on the back side <laughs> under us on talking the side. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our patreon is patreon.com slash the lag network we're on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash the lag radio network our Twitter is just at the LAG Network, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all these other avenues that are out there. Google Play, Podcast Addict, which I don't know how that works, but people listen on Podcast Addict. I guess that's just like it, it just is it like through our aggregates RSS? all. Yeah, but it like it it it, it gets shit from other form, other platforms, I guess. So we're just on works. there? Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, cool. I'm not going to complain. Because I always, I always see uh, Podcast Addict in our stats. Yeah, so. that's cool. Why and not? And shout out to Nightmare Masterclass for shouting us out on his last video. That was very cool and definitely got us an uptick in plays. And that is much appreciated considering 
dude has a shitload of YouTube. Yeah, I, I just want to note on that 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 was probably like the most exciting part of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Because when I first went through Petscop, and when I really started to get into it, I went through all of his videos on the obviously not all the Petscops were out at that point. Um, but I continued to watch him, and I, I love his content. His content's great. I just had it playing because it was just like a, he was like answering. What was he doing? Answering questions or something? I don't remember now. I think he was answering like commenter questions. Yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. had it playing on my PC, and I was, I was, I was dropping a deuce. So I'll just say it. <laughs> and that's and that's when Man I heard his like. Next is uh, from the LAG Radio Network, and I was like, what? And he like he points out how I was talking about Petscop 16 and the being a VHS recording and stuff. And then he goes on to just straight up say that we're doing our own investigation. He links us in his description of the video and everything. And I was like, fuck yes, that's awesome. So shout out to Nightmare Masterclass. This episode of the LAG investigation is regarding Petscop number 12, which happens to be my favorite in the series thus far. Consider, I mean, it's just very different from all the other ones. Um, it's like the entire thing is focused on the character of Belle. Um, my script for the narration got a little weird. Go. I thought it was great. <laughs> Chili Cheese Jay came to me and he's like, yeah, there's some like, uh, what, what's the word for him? Like euphemisms? Well, no, I, I, I put my own personality while, while, while transcribing this shit, like... Some of my frustration came out because it was just like <laughs> regarding that sound, that sound every time, like uh, is whoever it is, Rainer, whoever that is communicating with Bell. Every time that happens, that sound plays, and I just I had I, I a few drinks. We tend to have a few drinks when we write these scripts because they take a long time to write sometimes. Oh, I always find spelling errors when yeah. I go through mine. But those ones in your script were great. Those were phenomenal. So. I really want to keep those in. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening, if they are removed during the narration because I haven't gotten to that point yet, and I apologize, it's all my fault. Uh, there's a moment in there where it's just a straight line of there's that goddamn noise again yeah. and yeah. that just made my day when I read it <laughs> that was just me up at like 2.30 in the morning like having spent god knows how long because another full disclosure I had written the script previously I had it done in 2018 <laughs> and I was going to send it to Creepy Pete and it just disappeared from my PC it was gone I had apparently deleted it in some mass deletion. I, Cause I get, I, you know, you get so many things on your desktop at some point that you're just like, I gotta fucking clean this thing up. And so I apparently, yeah, I apparently deleted the original Petscop 13 scripts or Petscop 12 scripts. So I had to rewrite it, and I just was like, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm just gonna do this all at once. I'm just gotta get it done, hammer it out. So it's like 2:30 in the morning, and I'm just like, that fucking noise, man, that fucking script. noise. I'm tired of hearing. <laughs> <sighs> I can hear it in my head now. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to the actual content of Petscop 12, which begins in the Quater's room, except this time it's the Paul character on the right side of the Quater's room, and on the left side of the Quater's room is not the sprite with the bell head, but what is known as the pyramid head. As Which, a Silent Hill yeah, fan, exactly, I love that. Exactly. I love that. I'm a diehard Silent Hill fan. And she's like, and it, and it that that section of it sinks 
with uh, Petscop 10 with Paul's movements in the quarters room as well. Um, and then as she work her meanders her way out of the quitters room and gets up the new maker plane we hear that noise that here a thousand times and she has been freed from whatever and talking about how she's been playing this game i don't remember what it is in seconds i don't have the script in front of me but it's like an outrageous number of just seconds that she's played the game but it all adds up to 17 years which is fucked up but at the same time we know that you're not supposed to turn the playstation off when playing petscop marvin hurts we would tool yeah exactly uh, um, for those of you cur- curious it is uh 553,758,221 seconds god damn yeah um yeah 17 years is what that translates to fucking outrageous so we basically what we're getting is this this other and this, okay, again, this is a demo. It has the demo thing flashing. Um, and we don't know where this footage is coming from either. I mean, this is just... Obviously, this is not Paul playing. You know, we would hear Paul if it's his playthrough. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, and we don't know if that pyramid head on the other side, is that Paul? I mean, we don't know. We still just don't know. It's all up in the air but we get to that point to where um she ends up near the child library and it's talking about uh i think i have the actual are you referring to the you're not family so i didn't add your traits to the face system that means i didn't add your eyes or your eyebrows or your nose i have the script in front of me if you need it um, that's the yeah. only reason why I, I definitely did not have any of this memorized. Oh, and the, again, this is like this whole episode is just Belle wandering around the new maker plane, basically. And she's like her character sprites kind of like meandering. It's like she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't have any, you know, uh, purpose to what she's doing. She's just wandering around while she's getting messaged by this whoever. So at one point, it just, uh, she's wandering around and, and, you know, cuts are happening. We don't know how long she's actually playing for. And it just says, happy birthday, Belle. And she's like, just standing in place, like kind of frozen, just like, what? And then it's like, then we, all we get to see of the next text box is the word I'm before it just cuts. And it's just her wandering again, you know, another form of censorship in the, the series. And then the noise happens, things pop up again. It's like, I'm calling you Belle because that's who you are. You might be confused as to what happened. Talking about how this person called her Tiara prematurely. And if you hadn't given up, I mean, it's, it's the whole, and well, yeah, there's the, the shout out of the, then I punch you. I, then I put you inside the machine and played the second movement of Stravinsky's septet on the needles, which throwback to Petscop three, when Paul's in the quitter's room and he's looking at the reverse picture on the wall and that's when Stravinsky's septet starts playing. It's a throwback to that. Um, I played it wrong, but that would have been okay if you hadn't given up halfway. You'd be Tiara, which is uh, kind of a reference to the rebirthing process. 
Uh, oh, it's Petscop 7 that Stravinsky 7 play plays. Wow. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's all blending together. Yeah, I now, know. Yeah, all the episodes <laughs> just blend it. I look at Petscop as just one movie now, like, yeah, at this point. That's why, like, I, I kind of knew that once we got into this section of it, it was going to be a little more difficult to cover because everything is just tying piling, together. Yeah, and it's yeah. piling up on top of each other, and there's so many callbacks to things. Um, movement of Bell and okay, sinks with ten already did that. She looks at the do you remember being born in the room uh, that possibly connects her to Tiara. Uh, let's see. Bell isn't family. Bell finds Marvin, and it's the same thing as with Paul finding Marvin in Petscop Eleven, and when Marvin leads. Paul to the school. It's the exact same movements, except this time, Marvin isn't acknowledging Bell's presence. There's no communication, and when Marvin gets to where the school is, there is no school. It's and he just freezes in place. So, if is Marvin's movements in the game like preordained? Is it programmed? That's something that I haven't seen a whole lot of people talk about necessarily. That's a good point, though. Since, but we're only seeing it through two uh, prisms of Bell and Paul. But at the same time, it is weird that it's the exact same movements that sync up, but there's no school. So, and it also it, it, uh, hold on a minute. Is this have to do with the fact that she did not, uh, if she hadn't quit halfway through and became Tiara? she would get the full experience of the game. I mean, why isn't that school there for, for Bell? When clearly that's where the school is, and, and it's Marvin leading her as... Well, not he's not acknowledging Bell, but it's the same movements of when Marvin leads Paul to that school. So that's just a weird instance to me. That I've that I've never been able to make sense out of, and again, this is why like why Petscop Twelve is my favorite episode because there's so much shit that doesn't make sense, but at the same time, it's just like clearly Paul is not the first to play this game. We already know that from what Rainer said in the past. Even Paul states that um, his mother played it at one point as well, so that is confirmed. What I was gonna delve into after I gave it like 30 seconds of thought I immediately dismissed it because I was going to say well Marvin is reactive to Paul and Marvin is aware of like Paul's motions but then I started thinking about it and was like well like we live in the 21st century creepy Pete like <laughs> we can program computers to do certain things and there's the whole idea of maybe Bell's just an AI built into the game or something for the demo even maybe, and but that at the could same be time, too. Yeah. Why all the messages from that from the mysterious? Because they're overseer. personable. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. relatable. It's clearly a heartfelt message. I believe to be from Rainer, but we could be proven wrong. And has she just been trapped in that quitters room for? I mean, it, it just, there's so. And then you have Paul, it's like, he feels as if there's an entity in the game. That whole, I mean, there's so many things that you can theorize with Bell's episode based on what's been said before, other theories that have come up, um, what happens in future Petscops can play into 12. Um, there's just so much here that it feels like 12 is like this weird hub of insanity. 
<laughs> that at some point it's going to be explained. Like, I, I, it's, it's hard to put into words, but it just feels like 12 is a special episode of this whole Petscop thing because we're seeing it through the prism of someone other than Paul for the first time, supposedly. Again, there's demos and stuff in other games where there's no Paul talking, so who knows? That could have been Bell too. We don't know. And there's also, with the other side of that quitter's room there, and like the whole pyramid head thing and everything still lines up so Paul would fall under that as well even though Paul isn't really necessarily present there at that time it does sync up which is suspicious I guess is a good word to use yeah I mean the syncs them in and of themselves throughout the series are like very intentional. We can we can make sense out of them sometimes, but in like this instance, there's no correlation, like no direct correlation. It feels like, other than the fact that that is Paul as Pyramid Head, and it's like replaying. It's like that sequence with Paul and Bell. It's only way to explain that, but it makes no sense. Considering, like, are we like? I mean, we're talking about alternate timelines at that juncture, right? Rather than this having a cause and effect like the other sinks really seem to have with like the pedal picking and stuff like that or the treadmill yeah well okay yeah the treadmill would be the the pedal picking in the area with Mike's grave in the shed she receives the message you've apparently been it's when we get into the seconds and hours the numbers provide the numbers provided equate to six thousand four hundred and nine point two five days or seventeen point five six years, depending on when exactly the latter information was given. Bell may have been running the game since late nineteen ninety nine or two thousand or sometime between. Which is when Rainer went missing, right? Yeah, and here's something else we need to to bring up is the fact that. As she nears the good grief and alas, the, the the text box pops up and says, Are you still sitting on a chair? Can you still look around the room? Is there still a room? Which <laughs> forecasts. Forecast to later. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping my comment to myself. This may imply that Bell is a real player who became trapped within the game. So then the whole child library sequence, and then that's when the whole... Stravinsky's thing. Tiara says that young people can be psychologically damaged beyond rebirthing. That's in twelve. That's in Petscop three. I didn't mean that. That's yeah. I shouldn't have read that. <laughs> no, you're you're totally fine. Uh, Bell's captor. Okay. Which is a weird. I, that's weird to call her Bell's captor whoever this person is. The person who attempted to turn Bell and Tiara presumably imprisoned her in Quitter's room and left in-game messages for her. He appears to be a developer of Petscop. And this is all from the the, the Reddit, the subreddit uh, progress document, and this is mostly theory. Uh, he appears to be a developer of Petscop and claims to be gone now, which Rainer had a very suicide message earlier in the series. So... Maybe it is Rainer. The identity of this person remains unconfirmed. Some speculate him to be Rainer, but others point out that Rainer seemed to be an outsider to and possibly also an opponent of the practice of rebirthing in which Bell's captor seems to engage. 
a real-life counterpart of Marvin, is another option due to the notes found in the child library. So I think that kind of just puts a, a bow onto the story of Twelve and Belle, because not a whole lot left to really sink our teeth into, because it's For all now. theory. Yeah, I think at some point it has to be readdressed. Again, I still think we're in, like, the last phase of Petscop, and maybe that's why they're taking their sweet-ass time getting content to us. And that's also, let's just say, that's why we have taken our time getting content out, because we don't want to catch up to Petscop and be like, now we're on their schedule. Yeah, and now we have to wait, because, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I don't want to wait seven months for to make a new Petscop episode, because that's what people like Masterclass are having to do, is, like, create... Petscop content out of thin air, like answering questions from people and stuff, which I thought about doing with the Reddit, but I just didn't have the time. At the same time, though, Bell does make a comeback in 14. 15. Is it 15? I don't know why I always think it's 14. But yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, Yeah, it's 15. Because it's when they're in the school. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And that is, yeah, dangerously close to catching up. Yeah, that is sure. essentially caught up at that point yeah. because 16, 16 is the, like yeah. just going to be us like yeah we have theories on 16 out the ass though so yeah if you want to know our opinions on 16 uh, go watch Nightmare Masterclass's comment video <laughs> <laughs> so I, do you just want to jump right in here yeah if you're cool with me jumping into yeah. 13 yeah I guess we should just start by saying it's all a demo for the first time ever with Paul the entire video is all a demo but Paul, for the first time, is talking over the demo. So that's where things begin. That's actually what I was going to bring up. Yeah, because that is the only instance so far that we've seen where Paul is physically acknowledging his playthrough with the demo recording. So we know that it is a demo recording. It's not like the others, but Paul is physically playing it, which boggles my mind and I don't understand it. Which I'm probably not meant to understand oh, oh, it. fuck. Mm. I, I need to point this out about 12 because this is something yeah, that gets brought it. up in 13 as well. Oh shit, where is it? Where is it? Fuck. Ah. It's a key point because again, haven't seen this yet. Okay, well I'll just fucking say it. I don't need to read it. Yeah, go for At it. At the very end of Petscop 12, after she receives that cryptic message, she pauses her playthrough. And we only get to see it for a split second before it goes to black. But if you pause it and you look, you realize there is no option to quit. There is no quit option on that pause screen that has always been there through Paul's playthrough. I don't think I ever caught that. It's in 13, too. I am learning a whole <laughs> lot now. Every time Paul pauses the game in 13, there's no option to quit. This might be a long shot, but do you know if that's the only in? Like, because, yeah, it's, it's the first previously time. in there. Yeah, yeah. It's 12 is the first time that the option to quit is no longer in the game. Interesting. So that's, like, the point of no return. That's why it's like, are people trapped in the game? All right, so 13. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're. Uh, I'm glad I remembered that. Yeah. We're. We're. I, I'm learning. Uh. Holy shit. Uh. Yeah. Thirteen is a lot similar to twelve. In fact, the entire thing is a demo, as Chili Cheese J had mentioned. Thirteen is another odd one. There's definitely some things that stuck out to me going through it. 
probably on my 12th time rewatching it that I'm still discovering new things. Um, it essentially starts off, Paul's back at the house, and he's got his little bucket there that's just proudly displayed in this kitchen spotlight of the house. It's a really weird puzzle. He goes back to the road, returns back to the blue tool, figures out that he can manipulate the blue tool with his movements to jump into the bucket. Tool completely changes colors, which we know colors are important in Petscop. Uh, goes from a blue tool to a black tool. And which the color blue is going to become important very on important. the next episode. And then he unlocks this like strange device that we've seen previously in the house. In my script, I didn't really know how to describe it, but it looks like a speaker with these like red and green wires wrapped around it. And the black tool essentially unlocks that and gives t- uh, gives tool gives Paul a bunch of pieces for it. See, which... I could never tell if it was wires or chains. The color of them is what throws me off. The colors make me think wires, but it visually looks like chains. Yeah. But it's never clear what that device does because he unlocks it and then immediately starts a brand new game file to test the bucket theory on a previous pet that we've seen, Ronith, to see if that still applies. It's actually kind of a funny little moment that he's going through and he's pushing the bucket towards Ronith and just like Blue Tool, as he gets closer to Ronith, Ronith kind of moves away and then goes up and he makes a comment, Paul does, where he says, this looks way too small, I don't know if this is going to work. And then Ronith just drops right into the bucket and there's just this moment of shock through Paul where he, I might be misquoting him, but from what I remember, he's just like, oh, fuck, I don't know why I doubted myself. Yeah. Well, it's in, it's in our intro. That line is in the intro for the podcast. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, see, I haven't listened to I shouldn't to the have intro. doubted myself. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, something like I haven't doubted myself. And it's myself. so, like, deadpan and dry. Yeah, like, he's so in shock. Like, there's no emotion to it. It's just like, all right, well, this is just how Petscop is. And that is the best representation and of that. He What he does is when he, the realization of being able to drop that in the bucket, he starts a new game new game file to go and do that with Ronith. Did you say that? Yeah, okay, and that was actually a big moment for me because he's on a brand new file, right? So you can clearly see Randis and I want to call him Cloudy. Wavy. I, is it Wavy? I think it's Wavy. Wavy. The, those two pets are clearly in the shot. It's obviously a new game. He hasn't caught anything. The first pet that he's caught in that game is Ronith, and then he goes to catch Amber again. But as soon as he catches Ronith, he gets the message that he's captured all the pets in the game. Or at least that were included in the game at that stage. So the game is definitely consciously aware of which pets have been captured regardless of the save file. It knows the player. Save files... I mean, this is save files is gonna become a whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, when you 14. get into the panic saves and yeah, the fourteen strange situation. Yup, yup. Shit. Jason, uh, chili cheese J. I'm oh. breaking anonymity <laughs> now. <laughs> it's, 
He's having a strange situation of his oh, own as he dies vaping. in the corner it's there. It's a vape cast. It's a vape cast. The jewel. So, it was, so after he, he captures Ronith and... Uh, does he not go around and capture the other pets? He captures Amber for a second time. For whatever reason, he only goes to Amber. And then that's when the, the game text pops up. And basically says that you've caught all the pets. Yeah, the exact message is, you caught every pet and even care, aside from Toneth, who isn't here yet. You have seen everything in the game so far, but there will obviously be more. It's a growing organism. Your controller inputs will be useful, but your feedback will be even more useful. And then, I didn't catch this until looking through the transcription. Uh, praise whoever wrote out these transcriptions and looking into this because I never would have thought of it. But there are a series of knocks that happen twice in this message. And Paul acknowledges one of the knocks. He kind of just questions it a little bit, trying to figure out what's going on, but he doesn't address it at all. And if you take the second set of knocks and translate them from Morse code, it actually reads, dies. Which is really strange to be included in a paragraph about how Petscop is a growing organism your controller inputs are useful, and your feedback is even more useful. It's a very ominous message in there. And I didn't catch that until looking at the transcription. It completely blew my mind. Yeah, and I, 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 re I remember reading all kinds of theories about the Morse code. It was when we first got into Pat Scott, because I was trying to make sense out of the slamming door. I was like, is that the tr it sounds like it's a trunk of a car. But people were like saying it's like an SOS, uh, you know, all this stuff. But if it is truly, does uh, it, I guess it, it's if it's on the progress document, I mean, it's that has to be what it translates to, which yeah. is fucking weird as shit. And it does line up. I I don't want to get too far ahead, but when you do hear, you can hear Paul shuffling around as if he's standing up, and then. It's, He's gathering his notes. Yeah, yeah, gathering his notes. It's like 20 seconds of silence after that. You hear a door open and then immediately shut. I believe strongly that that is a part of 16. I believe that reflects... What 16 is. Exactly. In my mind... Which is why I wanted to point out that line in 12, are you still sitting in the chair? Are you still in the room? That kind of thing. That's a, that's, Is there even still a room? Exactly. So that to me implies that everybody who's played this game was in that room at some point. Because the PlayStation has to be left on. It clearly hasn't yeah. been turned off. Um, props to Sony for making a product that can run that long. <laughs> uh, fucking incredible. I don't even think my PlayStation can handle that kind of power. Really quick, I want to point this out. Uh... When it at the on that message at the end when it talks about you've caught all the pets except for Toneth, that has to be specifically for even care because he catches Toneth at six. Yeah, so, so it is like, specific yeah, to the it's player. It's programmed just for the even care section, mm -hmm. not for what happens in the new maker plane. So that's only for what is it they call it the surface game, I guess, in the progress document. 
So that's 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 just something to point out as well when it says except for Toneth because he's not here yet. Because he only shows up from a glitch from Marvin yeah. from spawning in textures. But at the same time, the game is still realizing that he has caught all those pets on a different save file in even care. So just the way this game is functioning from on a, a progress one yeah. on a PlayStation one. That is incredible. And just how the, the, the programming of it again, this is a fake game. We yeah. get it. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but we're, we're trying to make sense of things. Canon. That whole, you know, it, it's it's all, it, it's a mystery. I mean, this is, that's, this is what Petscop is. It's a giant fucking mystery of... It's random footage with a very... I don't want to call it random footage. That's a bad res, representation of it, but... It's a playthrough. But like, it's not in order. order. Yeah. And to kind of... I'm not going to go into my whole theory about the 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 three movement thing that Matt Pat kind of fucking. I don't know if he stole it from me. I don't know if he listens to this, but when he brought up the <laughs> whole three movement thing, I was like, dude, I fucking came up with that. But it's my, mine's very different from his, and I'm not going to get into the whole three movement theory that I have. And to be completely fair, yours is time stamped on the Reddit. So what? Yours is time stamped. I don't like when is. you posted that. Oh, okay. So like. Yeah, it's before. It's way. It's like a month and a half yeah. before Matt Pat's video. Yeah, you had posted that it was, a long it was like time ago, early yeah. December or something. But part of part of my theory is the fact that thirteen represents the end of Paul's playthrough, and everything post thirteen is all found footage now, and no spoilers because if you go to the Petscop about or YouTube and look at their about page. It states that, you know, just recordings of a game. We're looking for more recordings. I could get it up on my PC here. But at the same time, the gist of it is, it's just they're looking, they're, they're just gathering more footage that's already been recorded. And if you look at 14, 15, and 16, it's all. 14's all demo. We don't know when it was recorded. But it feels like earlier than 13 to me. I don't know why. It just does. It just feels like 13 has this finality to it. With that message he gets and the way he gathers all of his notes up and leaves that room, possibly. I mean, it blatantly tells him, you've seen everything this game has to offer. Just it basically just tells him to leave. Keep the PlayStation, Keep the PlayStation on, on. Leave. Marvin's gonna hurt me with Tool. So there's just at this point in the series, it's all theories, basically. Because 14 is going to delve into personalities, people, and a certain date, and things within Paul's own life and it kind of takes a weird turn which we've kind of seen hints at but yeah 14 definitely takes it up a notch Paul starts to like really acknowledge names and past memories past, past when memories he was a child. and experiences yeah and not to mention the first whole like five minute sequence of Petscop 14, which is going to be a hell of a pain in the ass to script out. 
when he's mashing buttons. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be about as bad as 11. <laughs> yeah. And it's a link. It's going to be one. a long one. So It's another 30-minute episode. We're going to try to keep this discussion a little bit short because the narration is probably going to be one of our longest. And at the same time, there's not a whole lot of, like, things we can conclusively say about Petscops 12 and 13. I mean, at this point, we're just kind of just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and until we get 17, we won't know if that shit sticks. I mean, there's a lot to be answered when it comes to 12 and 13. Not that there isn't in the rest of it, but this is like where like it starts not to become like a let's play yet that you're watching. Now it's becoming like this has gotten so into the rabbit hole that they have to start answering questions which is why a part of my three movement theory is we're in the third movement now this is where conclusions have to start coming and I hope to god I'm right because I don't want this to get watered down I love Petscop so fucking much and it's been an amazing ride so far. 16 is frustrating, but it makes sense. We needed 16. Because yeah. it's, it, it's like we've talked about how like the... Okay, we we, we got to cover 16 on a, on a podcast, so let's not get too deep into that. I know. I want to, I was, I want to I, really I, bad. I know. <laughs> I was really fighting it when I was going through my 13 script because there's so many things that could tie into it. And it's really interesting because there's not a whole... On a surface layer, there is nothing to 16. But when you look at it in context, everything is in 16. Yeah. 16 answers questions. There's no doubt about that. It's just frustrating that that's the only content we've gotten in seven months. Yeah. There's no actual gameplay in 16. It is just strictly there to give you somewhat of an idea of what's going on. And if you don't know what you're looking at, you'd never know. It just it just looked I, the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like I, I don't know what this is. Like I knew what it is, but I didn't process yeah, it in yeah, the way it, that it, I should have. It's hard cuz it's such a jarring thing with 16 the first time you watch it because you're I was expecting Paul. Well, at the same time, you're getting that alert instantly. And so you're just like automatically thrown off your guard. You're just like, okay, what the fuck is this? And then when the layout starts to what starts to happen, you're just like, oh, oh, that's fucking weird and creepy and a giant red flag. Yup. <laughs> yup. Oh. I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense, but it's just... It was exciting the day that it happened. I will never forget getting... I was lying in that bed and having the phone on my nightstand and getting that... I was like, what, what is this? Not a phone. Well, fuck. Petscop 16 is here. <laughs> I'm like barely awake when I watched it lying in bed and I was just like, oh my god, man, what is this? And then I texted you immediately. And I'm really hoping we have another one of those days coming up because 17 is definitely due. Yeah, it is. Please, definitely please, due. Please, pets cop. I still Stop check it every day. Us. I need fresh content to like spend two months straight trying to figure out. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, take it. We've like delved into Local 58. We've done Mushroom Land. I still don't know how to pronounce the actual fucking name of it. Something, yeah. I've already I've been through all that. I need I need fresh pet scop because nothing compares to pet scop. I don't care how great that other stuff is. I go through all of, I've gone through all of these weird internet video things, creepy pastas. And, and those shit. have ended. Like those have terminated. They're at their end. Like right? Like yeah. you can watch them. Well no, some are to... still in process. Yeah, that's true. There's the, the 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 other Polish one that I found, the story of Aria or whatever it's called. It's still ongoing. But it's like it that's I'm not into like fucking um it's satanic ritual shit, and I'm just not into that stuff. I mean, I just, I've got no time for that kind of content, you know? It's fine and good for what it is, but it's like, it, it doesn't capture me. I like shit like this, where it's just like... It makes you think. Yes, yeah. exactly. Petscop like, never lets you stop thinking about Petscop. <laughs> I've watched Petscop 1 through 16 at least a dozen times. I'm still finding things out. I... You taught me something today. Like, well, like I said, I'm once still learning about it. I didn't know that that quit option wasn't in the menu. Yeah, I never even thought to look at that. He and it's for a split second at that end of twelve. It's like black. And it's you gone. have just a split second to see that that the quit option's not there, which is kind of funny because quitters room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she yeah, can't quit. Yeah, she just can't quit. She can't win. Bell can't win. No, oh fuck, Bell. She's stuck. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. 14 is going to be a big one. So that's another reason why I kind of wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter because I have a feeling 14 is the discussion is going to be lengthy because there's just a lot to talk about when it comes to the text of uh, Strange Situation. I think we should just name the fucking podcast just the LG, Strange Situation. LG investigate Strange Situation because that's going to be... Other than the first, other than the mashing buttons, LEG, the LEG radio network investigates mashing PS1 controller buttons and strange situation. That is the next podcast. Yes. For this. Yes. And it's going to be a fun one, I think, because there's just a lot there. Unlike, I mean, there's a lot there in 12 and 13, but again, hard for us to really discuss. Yeah, it's just implied. Yeah. Like a lot of things in Petscop, it's we get, just we, implied. Yeah, we get back into like the the really meat and bones of Paul trying to make sense out of what he's playing in 14. 12, obviously just Bell. 13 is just him tinkering basically with the game and just Yeah, he's playing around with some, some puzzle mechanics. And yeah. Then, and then the game tells him hey, you got it all. Hey, good for you. Let's, uh, let's go outside for a bite. I don't know why yeah. I did that. <laughs> I don't know what went into the next there. Chili <laughs> cheese Donnie DeVito. <laughs> But, like, 14 really delves right back into that shit, so... Which I'm hoping is what 17 is again. So, uh, at this point, we're just rambling, so we might as well just cut it off before this thing goes on. It's already 40 minutes. I think that's a good a good length for this. So, I am... I can't talk. I haven't even been drinking all that much. I'm Chili Cheese J. That there is Creepy Pete. We are the dudes who are investigating the LA, investigating Petscop on the LAG Radio Network. <laughs> the LAG Radio Network. It's late, bros. Fucking creepy, my dude. It's late, bros. <laughs> it's totally late. We did not get started recording this till I think eleven thirty. Yeah, that has to be yeah, because I don't even think I got here until eleven. No, you got here before eleven. It was like ten when you got here. 
Ten thirty. Really? Ten thirty. Yeah. Right okay. Yeah. You're probably right. So it's like, yeah, this is eleven something. Time fly. I lose track of time when we do this all the time. Next thing I know, I'm I'm back in my apartment at three a.m. No, we just got to get the narration recorded, and I will. Yeah, we'll talk about that once we start recording. So, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Mod Bomb. Thanks to Nightmare Masterclass. Thanks to everyone out there who donates to our Patreon. Uh, again, all you got to do is $1 a month. That's all we ask for. It's just $1 a month. That's it. It helps just us keep do us this running. It, it covers our costs. Hey, we might need to buy another microphone sometime. We're trying to get more shows. I'm working on some stuff. And Creepy Pete and I have our hands full with some new things we're about to do. So that is patreon.com slash the LAG network. And with that, we out. Pet Scott, please. Please give us 17. Please give us 17. We need it. We need it so bad. I'll do all of the podcasts in the Italian accent if you give me Pet Scott 17 tomorrow. Through everything that I've seen so far. And, uh, obviously to be exactly as I described it.